The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Neal Clinic Chiropractor. Good morning. Thank you all for tuning in and joining Jenna and I this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. My name is Dr. Ben McMillan, and I am a chiropractor, and I own the Neal Clinic located on Creighton Road. I'm here this morning to talk about how chiropractic healthcare can help you. And I've got a few things in my notes that, you know, that I want to talk about. But look, I'm here for all of you out there listening. So if you're joining us this morning and you've got a question or comment that you'd like Jenna and I to talk about and discuss live on the air this morning, send those questions in uh, and I'll get to as many of those as I can. Jenna, what's that? What's the number they send those to? Yeah, we'd love to hear from you this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The number at News Radio 92.3 is 850-437-1620. That's 437-1620. All right. So last week I was talking about tips on how to stay healthy this spring when you start getting back out in the yard for all that spring cleaning, all the cleanup that you have to do. And I'll tell you what, if I saw, you know, I had started to see a few of those cases of back pain after overdoing it in the yard, you know, before I did that show. So before, you know, that show last week, uh, those have about doubled since then, you know, so if you missed the show last time with all those helpful tips and tricks, uh, find the podcast. Those are all on the podcast, right, Jenna? Oh yeah. You can catch everything at newsradio923.com. If you search Pensacola expert panel or Neil clinic, it will pop yeah. right up. That was the one on April 24th. Uh, there's a link on our website at neilclinic.com as well to, that'll shoot you right over to the news radio website. Uh, if you're having trouble finding it, but listen to that stuff because there's some good things in there. It's everything's growing. Everybody's got to get out in their yard and start cleaning that stuff up. And, uh, I don't want anybody to get hurt doing it. So go through those. Okay. I keep saying on the show that I'm going to get around to talking about this, but I ran out of time again last week. So we're going to start with it today. (laughs) That way I make sure and get to it. Uh, we're talking opioids that the epidemic, and how your chiropractor fits into all of this. Um, first of all, let's, let's uh, for anybody listening that hasn't heard of opioids or you know, not really sure what, they, what that means, it's a, it's a pharmaceutical, it's a medication derived from a similar compound that's found in opium. Uh, these are typically used to block pain. Uh, it's a pain pill. Uh, you'll hear people say that that's what they're taking, a pain medication. And the reason that I, I want to bring this up, and it's been on my mind for the past few weeks, like I keep saying and alluding to, um, I had, had attended that conference, the chiropractic conference a few weeks ago. And at this conference, they had a big panel of speakers in one of the lectures that they all brought a little different perspective towards this, this problem. And I say the word problem, and, and that's because that's what it is. It's a problem, and it's a pretty big one. But I'll get to just how big it is in just a second. The The panel that they brought up, it was uh, comprised of a medical doctor from Central Florida. They had a, an EMT, so an emergency, uh, the people that dispatched the ambulances, an EMT supervisor. So they kind of routed all the calls. 
Uh, she was from Panama City. There was actually a police officer from the city of Pensacola and a, a gentleman that had struggled with, with addiction in the past. And uh, thankfully, he'd gone through rehab and was able to overcome the addiction. So that's kind of the way they attacked this was they had a bunch of different people from all different angles that dealt with the same thing, this opioid epidemic. And it was really, uh, I was really intrigued to hear from the, the Pensacola police officer. This conference was over in Panama City. I think they pretty easily could have gotten somebody from Panama City. But I thought it was pretty cool because the doctors were from all over the state that they brought in people from all over the state. Uh, but it was interesting to hear how this has affected our area specifically. And if anyone like myself wasn't quite aware of just how big this problem was, I wrote down some of the statistics that I wanted to share. You know, uh, they can quantify just how many prescriptions are being given out specifically for opioids. Uh, Jenna, uh, I want I want to get a guess in here. Nationwide average, so they take out of a hundred people, how many people have a prescription for opioids? Out of a hundred, I'm gonna go with. Let me guess, about sixty percent. That's pretty close. 43 is our average right now. Nationwide, 43.3 prescriptions per 100 people. And that is, that's the lowest it's been in 15 years. That's a low uh, number? And two, that's the lowest. In 2012, the nationwide average was 81.3 prescriptions per 100 people. That's ridiculous. And, you know, I they break this stuff down to, to uh, counties. In 2020... Our rate, the rate in Escambia County, was 81.9 prescriptions per 100 people. Higher than the national average that was at its high. I mean, that I was... I did talk one time with, um, it was uh, Chandra Smiley from um, Community Health West Florida, mm -hmm. and she was sharing how we still lead for um, number one in fentanyl deaths. Yeah, I mean, that's... And that's what they were getting to. The The prescriptions are just the beginning of the problem, right? The The police officer mm -hmm. from Pensacola got into how the rise in, and then illicit drug use is linked to those opioids. You know, the stuff like she's talking about, heroin, fentanyl, which is extremely potent, really powerful. Uh, you know, that had become such a big problem in this area specifically that the police officers had to request funding to supply and then train all of the Pensacola Police Department on how to administer this thing called Narcan, mm -hmm. which saves the lives of people overdosing from these. And, you know, that's how big of an issue this is in our own backyard, that out of all the things the police force was, uh, you know, needed training and, and resources on, they were being called to these overdose cases, and sometimes they were the first responders on the scene, and it you know, you wouldn't really think of that. Normally I think of like, you know, ambulances or firemen showing up, but these police officers were getting there quickly and they said, Hey, we need this stuff because we're seeing this so frequently. Wow. I mean, you that's... know, another crazy thing though is with Narcan, mm -hmm. anybody in the community can go and get it for free just in case it's needed. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a really, it saves people's lives that are in the process of overdosing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they told us how many times, like, how many calls a day and how many, how frequently they were using it. And, and that people was, with chronic pain have to keep it on them yeah. because if they're on medication and they accidentally take an extra dose, they have to administer Narcan. So it is, it is life changing, but it's also scary as you talk about the opiate 
epidemic that yeah, we are facing 81. right now. 81.9 per square. This is 2020. I mean, that was the most recent number they had. And th- those are straight from the CDC wow. uh, per 100. P- I mean, that's that's a lot. Uh, the gentleman that had, uh, you know, thankfully been able to recover from that addiction, you know, when he was telling his story of how he fell into addiction, it started the way that many of these people, you know, go down this path. It began in a doctor's office. I mean, you don't think that that's where you're going to end up over, uh, you know, eventually having these overdoses or falling into addiction is sitting in a doctor's office and, you know, doing something that a lot of us has done, right? He was 15 and hurt his ankle when he was skateboarding, went to the doctor and they prescribed him this opioid and he started taking them for pain initially as they were prescribed. But then as the pain went away, he kind of kept taking them because he liked the way it made him feel. Mm. Well, after a few weeks of that, when he ran out of the pills, he started looking for friends and more sources for medication. And then, you know, made the transition to illegal drugs because they were cheaper, but had a similar effect. Uh, you know, he told us, and it was, it was really sad. He had personally lost 13 really close friends of his to addiction. I mean, that's, that's a lot of people to lose in your life, Mm -hmm. uh, because of this epidemic for one person. I mean, that's, and, and then hearing from the, the EMT supervisor who told us, you know, they're not getting these calls you know, when you think of addiction and drug addicts, you think maybe it's people in these rundown areas or the, the homeless population. But these are people from all walks of life yeah. uh, that, you know, again, sought help for some form of pain and ended up becoming addicted to a substance that they were prescribed by a doctor. It's it's really crazy. So, you know, as a chiropractor, I can't prescribe medication. So how is this relevant to your chiropractor? How can we help you? Well, Again, I'm, I'm a really analytical person. I like these statistics. I like data. That's, that's the way my brain works. So I came across an article uh, that was recently published about the type of care that patients get. Uh, this particular one was looking at patients over the age of 65 that had uh, gone to the emergency room suffering from low back pain. So this study looked at 4,000 adults that uh, you know, got checked into the ER, the emergency room with low back pain. Over two-thirds of those people received a prescription for an opioid. Mm. A little less than that two-thirds number, I think it was around 60%, received acetaminophen, you know, Tylenol. Mm -hmm. And about one in three were given ibuprofen. Some of those people, uh, they got x-rays or MRIs, maybe a CT. That was about 50-50 as to whether or not they had uh, received imaging, the diagnostic imaging. But the cost for one visit to the emergency room for low back pain, one of the most common things in our in our society. Uh, that was a cool $5,629. One visit, low back pain, $5,629. This model is broken, right? The patients with low back pain are still being given, this was last year they wrote this article, they're still being given opioids at a really high rate. Opioids, they don't do anything to fix the problem that's causing your pain. And on top of that, if you're going to the emergency room for that and it's costing you $5,000, well, this is where your chiropractor should be coming in. Because one thing that came out of all this opioid crisis madness was a big increase in research. And research costs money. And that money came there because politicians were being pressured to do something about this problem. 
So they wanted to find out, you know, what are our alternatives? What what can we do besides prescribing these people these pain medications that aren't working, highly addictive, and if these people are ending up in the emergency room, it's costing a lot of money. And guess what they found? Conservative care for low back pain got clinically better results, longer lasting effects than people that were just treated with those opioid prescriptions. I, I mean, this is what we've been talking about this whole time. This has been validated time and time again, but some people still haven't discovered chiropractic healthcare. And that's why this issue is so important to me. Uh, you know, if you're struggling with low back pain or neck pain, joint pain of any kind, really, and you haven't been to a chiropractor yet, you haven't tried everything to get rid of that pain. Don't keep putting this stuff off. Don't continue to tell yourself that, you know, I don't know, maybe this pain's magically going to disappear and continue to take those pills, those medications day after day that are only covering up the symptoms. What's actually happening is your problem is going to get worse and worse if you just keep doing that. You know, the the combination of chiropractic adjustments, rehab exercises, and the therapy modalities that we use at the Neal Clinic are some of the best ways to help live your life without pain and without having to take those medications that have side effects and that can cause addiction to you know, ruin your life or lose your life in some cases. And again, this isn't just my opinion. This is stuff that's backed by all these research publications and validated time and time again. You know, uh, I know I said the model of going to the emergency room with low back pain and getting this prescription for opioids is broken. And I want to get back to that for just a second because typically people don't go to the emergency room with, you know, oh, my low back's starting to hurt. It's just a little achy, you know, something that's just beginning, right? These are people that have probably been dealing with pain for months, if not years, and something's finally tipped them over that threshold. And now this pain is unbearable, so much so that they've got to go to the emergency room. You know, and I'm sure some of those cases were a car accident or slipped and fell, you know, that acute injury. But a lot of these are probably chronic pain patients. And that's the thing in our healthcare system that's so broken. There's so many things you can do to help prevent these big flare-ups or these really painful episodes of lower back pain. There's things you can do to prevent you from reaching that tipping point. And like I said, of course, there were people that were probably taking good care of their back or their neck. And like I said, they ended up falling or were rear-ended or maybe they tried to pick up something that was a little too heavy for them. And now they're in pain. But I'll tell you what, the, the people that already had a healthy spine, they recover so much faster and spend less time in pain than those people that have really done nothing to take care of their back other than continue to take these medications. You know, and the, the best model of healthcare involves preventative screenings, routine checkups. You know, let's catch these problems early before they spiral out of control. Let's do these preventative exercises to make sure that your spine is as healthy and strong as it can be before you have a problem. You know, that's, that goes for chiropractic care as well, right? Treating these problems within the first few days of their onset is going to give you a better chance to heal faster. And just as important, it allows your body to heal properly. You know, the, the pain that you're experiencing, it may go away eventually. But the bigger issue is if your joints aren't moving the way they should, if they're out of alignment, if they're dysfunctional, 
those are the areas where you're going to start to have that you know, downward degenerative spiral. That's the area where those bone spurs are going to start to build up. You're going to have increased arthritis, and this is just going to get worse and worse until the next big flare-up, and then it's going to be even harder to get you back to feeling better. And back pain, it affects all types of people. You know, and thankfully at the Neal Clinic, the activator style of adjusting that I use allows me to treat all types of people. The instruments are, they're designed and engineered to allow me to treat your grandmother with osteoporosis and arthritis because I can reduce the force produced by this instrument to be gentle enough and still effective to help her. The instrument is also able to produce enough force to treat our patients that are these guys that work construction jobs and have worked construction jobs for years and years, and they've got a lot of you know back musculature from having to lift and bend every day, all day, for the last 10 years, I mean, now their backs are extremely tight. And the activator is able to help those patients too. And like I was saying, the stretches and exercises that come along with this, yeah, both of these patients, both of these people will be getting some of these stretches and exercises to do. It's an important part of their care. But of course, the exercises and goals for those two patients are going to be pretty significantly different, right? I don't need your grandmother to be able to squat 300 pounds, but if that's one of your goals as a weightlifter or an athlete and you can't do that movement without pain, there's a path to achieving that goal without pain. And more importantly, to achieve that goal without masking the pain with the medications. And that's through chiropractic care. I mean, that's really what we do. And again, don't wait. Don't keep putting this stuff off. If you've got back pain or neck pain, that's a sign something is going on with your joints, or maybe you've got a pinched nerve. I, I really like to use the analogy of um, those lights on your car uh, on the dashboard, right, that'll pop up when your car has a problem. That's kind of similar to what pain is in our bodies. It's a sign that something is wrong. And continuing to take ibuprofen every day for the past three months would be kind of similar to taking a piece of that black tape and putting it over the light on your car, Right. Sure, you don't see the light anymore, but did you really fix the problem? No, of course not. And it's almost always going to lead to worse problems down the road, right? Could you imagine the conversation with your mechanic when he came in and you said, yeah, my car had this light on a few weeks ago and you go to show him and you have to peel a piece of tape away? I mean, that's kind of how I feel when people are like, yeah, this, this started about three months ago and I've just been taking Tylenol and it got worse and worse and worse. And I said, three months? We did three months for this? Like, I... You know, that's, don't wait. Don't keep putting this stuff off. Uh, that's that's my opioid conversation today. You know, I it was really important to me, so I know I spent a lot of time on that this morning. But it is, it's a serious problem. And especially in, I was shocked to see the number in Escambia County. Um, I looked on the map and I looked at all the other surrounding counties and they were way lower than ours. Our, for some reason, ours was the the highest one. Next week, we're going to go over, um, I'm running out of time today. I was going to try and get to it, but smartphone use. Um, I'm not going to call it an epidemic. I mean, <laughs> quite quite that much, but it's a serious problem. Um, I was going through, again, another research journal, and the physiological changes to the muscles and joints in your neck from extended smartphone use are, I mean, that's a real thing. They took this study of, uh, they were medical students, 
is who they were looking at. And these are people that should have, you know, you'd think would know better uh, not to do that stuff. But they were using, they, they put them into categories, whether they were uh, addicted to their smartphone. I think they used some questionnaire that was a validated study about, do you have a smartphone addiction based on how much time you were using it, the feelings associated around the smartphone. And then they started looking at their neck pain, their musculature, you know, and it's, it's silly to think that the amount of time that we use our smartphone, um, I've got an iPhone, it pops up every week with this screen time report, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes those numbers are staggering. Uh, And to stretch for 10 you know, seconds, 30 seconds, and think you're going to undo that if with the amount of time you used your phone all week? No, that's that's not the way it works, right? Think of one of those balance scales that you've got to weigh two things on each side, right? On one side, you've got the amount of time that you use your smartphone. You've got it in front of you. You're looking down, you know, actively using it. And then on the other side, the amount of time that you spend stretching and exercising those muscles in your neck. Which one of those is going to be the heavier, the smartphone use, right? You know, I, I kind of chuckle every time somebody asks, you know, do I really have to do these stretches or exercises every day or every other day? Yeah, of course you do. Think of all the other things you're doing to undo the work that we're trying to get done. Yeah, 10 minutes of stretching is not going to undo 30 years of sitting in a chair. We need some consistency with this stuff. That's the best way to get these changes. Um the smartphones have a really big impact on your eyes. Your eyes have uh, really small muscles in them that affect the lenses. Uh, that's how you're able to focus on something really close to you, something really far away. And if you're focusing on that smartphone and forcing your eyes to hold that position for 20, 30 minutes at a time, if not longer, I mean, that would be like trying to hold a, a 10 pound weight in your arm, you know, upright for that same time, those muscles would fatigue out and your eyes are going to get worse and worse. One of the other issues they started seeing with uh, extended smartphone use that affects my world um, more than the eye strain is elbow pain and carpal tunnel syndrome, right? Everybody's got that normal posture with uh, smartphones, elbows bent. You're using both your thumbs to text. That's where that carpal tunnel comes from. That's where you're going to get the numbness and tingling or maybe even pain in those thumb and index finger. Uh, You can get something called cubital tunnel syndrome. One of the nerves in your elbows compressed from keeping those elbows bent for, again, extended periods of time every single day. Take a look at that, uh, that screen time and just think how often you find yourself in those positions because carpal tunnel and this cubital tunnel, it, it does not feel good when you can't feel your fingers you're dropping things, it's, uh, you're breaking glasses. It's, it's a pretty uncomfortable thing. And if we catch this stuff early, it doesn't become a problem. We can get you doing these stretches and exercises, but same thing as always. If you let this go down that road for too long, that's when you're going to have to have the surgery. That's when it's a really big problem. And, you know, there's some cases like this that we just can't do anything about because they've gone too far along. And speaking of going too far along, Jen is giving me that sign that I'm, I'm running out of time. Thank you guys for listening to my opioid talk today. I, again, it was just something that I wanted to get to and spend some time on because it is important. Thank you all for tuning in today. Again, my name is Dr. Ben McMillan. I'm a chiropractor. My clinic is the Neal Clinic. We're located on Creighton Road right across the street from the Walmart. If you're in pain and want my opinion on whether your case is a chiropractic case or not, Give me a call at 850-479-2700.
tell Jamie that Dr. McMillan told you to schedule a consultation. And don't forget, if you're hurting because of an auto accident, you've got to be seen within 14 days. So call us today and we'll get you in as soon as we can. Excellent. Thank you, Dr. McMillan. Again, all this will be up on our podcast page at newsradio923.com. Just search Pensacola Expert Panel or Neil Clinic. Thanks again to Dr. McMillan. Hey, we've got more coming up here on Pep Talk. Coming up at 10 a.m., Dr. John Stevenson will be joining us with Pensacola State College. But we got some pineapple talk. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Don't worry about it. Join me next after our Fox News and local news update.